stand with me this morning as we honor the reading of the wonderful word of the Lord. Today we're looking in the book of St. John chapter number 4. The book of John chapter number 4 this morning. We will be reading verses 23 and 24. The book of John, chapter number 4 this morning, reading verse 23 and 24. Jesus said, but the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. We'll look back at verse 23, because I find a very interesting phrase. Jesus said, but the hour is coming, and now is when the true worshipers notice Jesus said and used the phrase the true worshipers this morning I want to talk to you for a few moments about true worship true worship. Father, I thank you for the word of God today. God, it indeed is a lamp unto our feet, and it is a light unto our path. God, today, especially I pray for an extra anointing of the Spirit of God upon the message and upon the messenger, Lord, today. God, I pray today that we will hear clearly what is being said today, and we will hear precisely let your anointing be in this house today in an incredible way. Holy Spirit, I ask that you will do your work today. Do your work of conviction in our hearts and in our lives today. Prepare us for your word today, I pray, in the name of Jesus. And all of God's people said, praise the Lord. You may be reseated this morning. Now, it just seems to me the fact that Jesus used the term true worshipers. The fact that Jesus talked about true worshipers leads me to think that there must be false worshipers. There must be deceived worshipers. Wannabe worshipers. Pretending worshipers. And the list goes on and on. There's one thing that we need to understand today, and that is there is a big difference between a worship experience... And true worship. 
every single Sunday, people gather in churches all over the world and they encounter a worship experience. This past Sunday, in the middle of our praise and worship time, I, uh, I was overwhelmed, overwhelmed with the thought, I wonder how many true worshipers are here today. I wonder what percentage of the people here today are truly worshiping. I wonder how many false worshipers are here. I wonder how many, how many deceived worshipers are here. And I wonder how many people really even understand what true worship is. So this morning, I, I want to suggest three things about true worship. And the first thing about true worship is it's more than just emotion. True worship is more than just emotion. Music stirs our emotions. Anytime y'all want to jump in, that'll be all right. Let me say that again this morning. Music stirs our emotions. My youngest granddaughter is two and a half years old. And she's a joy. She is an absolute Joy. She is always happy. She is always smiling. But the moment somebody starts singing a slow song, it immediately changes her mood. She's been laughing. She's been playing. She's got a big smile on her face. Oh, joy is radiating from her. But as soon as someone sings a slow song, it, 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 it automatically and immediately changes her mood. She begins to tear up. She begins to screw up her face and make sad faces. It beats anything I have ever Scene. I just happen to have a video. <laughs> don't play it yet, but I want to tell you it's just off of a phone, so it's not the best quality. And really, you know, when you want them to cooperate, they never do. So what I'm going to show you is just a small percentage of how it normally is. Can we show the video? Can I sing a song to you? You gotta look at her face really close. Ellie, you're my little baby, my little princess. I love you, you're my baby. When Ellie and her daddy drive to the church, he really loves her and loves her. And wants to hug her. Ellie's dad 
daddy's princess I like to dance with her, yeah I want to hug and squeeze her She's daddy's little girl I love my Eliana She's my little princess I like to dance with Ellie And spin her all around Eliana are you daddy's little girl? Do you like it when I sing to you, baby? Are you daddy's little girl? Mm -hmm. Can I keep singing? Why not? Daddy? Yeah? You want to read the Bible? Yeah. Okay. See what I'm talking about this morning? Music stirs our emotions. Amen. So don't let the fact that your emotions are being stirred, don't let that fool you into believing that you are a true worshiper. You see, a, a good worship leader with a good band can stir your emotions whether you are a saint or a sinner. Now, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying this morning. I, I love, love, love. I, I, I love to worship. I am a worshiper. Amen. I don't just stand around with my hands in my pockets waiting for the worship team to get out of the way so I can preach. I am a worshiper. I love our worship leader. I love our worship team. I love the quality that we enjoy. I love the style that we have. I love everything about it. But I also know that quality and style and ability have nothing to do with true worship. I'm going to say that again this morning. I, I know that quality and style and ability have absolutely nothing to do with true worship. See, here's what I have come to understand, and that is some people cannot tell the difference between the anointing and adrenaline. And many people mistake adrenaline for the anointing. And there's a vast difference in the two. You see, anybody with enough talent and ability can, produ can produce adrenaline in the crowd. It happens at every rock concert. It happens in every country concert. Amen. But only the Holy Spirit can produce the anointing. And true worship goes far beyond emotion. So just because you feel some type of emotion in a worship experience does not in and of itself prove that you are a true worshiper or that God is even accepting your worship. I love contemporary music. I love contemporary 
worship. But even though I love contemporary worship, I also recognize that there is a danger that comes along with it. And the danger is in getting caught up in the emotion of it and then to translate that and translate as to how we are feeling, translate that into thinking that all is well between us and God because we have felt something. And some people come to church after partying all night with the world and because of some emotion that they feel in praise and worship, they think they are all right spiritually and that God is accepting their worship when this may not be the case at all. Let me say two things here this morning. Number one, we're not saved by our emotions. And our emotions have nothing to do with our salvation. We'll say that again this morning. Our emotions have nothing to do with our salvation. They don't prove or disprove it. I know that's really hard to hear in a Pentecostal charismatic church. Because we're all about the experience. We're all about the feeling. May I say to you this morning that our feelings are an unreliable gauge. Ephesians 2 and 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Listen, friends, salvation comes one way and one way only, and the only way to be saved is to place your faith and trust and confidence in what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross. That and that alone is what will save you. Doesn't matter if you feel something or not, it has nothing to do with our emotions. It has everything to do with our faith. And the devil loves, oh, he loves to lie to us in this area. And he lies out of both sides of his mouth. On one one hand, he says to us, since you don't feel anything, you must not be saved, liar. He will also say to people who have sin in their life, hey, God must be okay with your sin because of the emotion that you felt during the praise and worship time. You know you have unconfessed sin in your life, but you felt something in the praise and the worship time, so God must be okay with your sin. Again, liar, liar, pants on fire. Understand this valuable lesson this morning. We're not saved by our emotions. Our emotions are an unreliable gauge of our spiritual condition. We'll say this again this morning. We're not saved by our feelings. We're saved by our faith. But not only are we not saved by our emotions, we're we're not sustained by our emotions. If you're trusting in your emotions to Sustain your walk with God. You're in for a very big disappointment. 
If you can only worship, if, if the worship leader is leading your favorite song. If you can only worship, if, if worship fits in your preferred style. If you cannot worship without a worship team. If you can only worship if the sound and the lights are absolutely perfect. Perhaps you're not truly worshiping at all. Perhaps you're just going through a worship experience. Because you see, true worship has absolutely nothing to do with emotion, style, or preference. Because true worship comes from the heart. True worship isn't about us. It's not about our likes, it's not about our dislikes, it's not about our tradition, it's not about quality or talent or how clever and how relevant our presentation is. True worship strips everything down. True worship takes place when everything is stripped down and everything is taken away and all that is left is us and God. When we are one-on-one with Him, oh, it's just our heart communicating with God's heart. It may be music or no music. Oh, oh, it may be worship team or no worship team. Oh, oh, it may be created atmosphere or not. Talking about true worship this morning. True worship is more than just emotion. Even sinners can have their emotions stirred in a worship experience because music stirs our emotions. And on the other hand, sometimes a saint can go through a worship experience and not feel any emotion at all for one reason or the other. Here's what I've come to know. Just because you feel some type of emotion in a worship setting, that in and of itself does not necessarily mean that you are truly worshiping or that God is accepting your worship. And just because you don't feel any emotion at all in your worship experience, that in and of itself doesn't necessarily mean that you are not truly worship, and it does not necessarily mean that there is sin in your life. Worship has nothing to do with emotion. Three things about true worship today. Number one, it's more than just emotion. Number two, it's motivated by his worthiness. True worship is motivated by his worthiness. We should should not worship God just because of what he does for us. In John 6 and 26, Jesus said to a group of people, you only want to be with me because I feed you. You're only here, Jesus said, for the loaves and the fish. Jesus was saying to them, your motivation to be with me is to see what you can get from me. 
Maybe I'll turn the water into wine for you. Or maybe I'll take a little boy's happy meal and I'll multiply it. Oh, so it will turn into a all-you-can-eat-fish-and-chips buffet. Or maybe I will bless your fishing business so that your empty nets become filled with, with fish. Your motivation, Jesus said, for being with me is to see what you can get me to do for you. But I ask, what is our motivation for being with Jesus? What is our motivation for worshiping God? Is it gratitude? Are we thankful for all that He has done, is doing, and will be doing for us? Listen, listen, listen this morning. Gratitude is great. We should express gratitude to God. Oh, He has saved us. Oh, He has blessed us. He's healed us. He's provided for us. He's protected us. He's prepared a home in heaven for us. And the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Yes, we should be thankful. Yes, we should express our thankfulness to Him. But hear me this morning. Gratitude is not what should motivate us to worship God. We shouldn't worship him just because of what he does for us. We should worship him because of who he is. That's it this morning. We should not worship him just because that he's able to turn the water into wine for us. That he's able to heal all of our diseases. That he's able to save us and, and bless us and encourage us and provide for us and protect us. And all of these things are well and all of these things are good. But that's not what motivates us to worship him. We should worship him simply and only because of who he is. We worship him because he is worthy of worship. Over the book of the Revelation chapter number 4. And verse number 1, it says, And these things I looked, after these things I looked, and, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. He who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance. And, and there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. And around the throne were 24 thrones. And on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes. And, and they had crowns of gold on their head. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. Weird looking dudes, huh? Now the first living creature was like a lion, the second living creature like a calf, third living creature had a face of a man, fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. And the four living creatures each have six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest Day or night saying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. 
And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne. And they cry out, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Let me suggest to you this morning, don't worship just because you feel like worshiping. You will not always feel like worshiping. And do not worship just because that you believe that it is your duty to worship. And don't worship just because you are thankful. You're thankful for the loaves and the fish that he provided. Or you are thankful for the answer that he gave you to your prayer. Or you are thankful for the miracle that he worked in your life. Or you are thankful for the new relationship that he orchestrated. Or, 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 and the list goes on and on and on. But hear me this morning. True worship is motivated by one thing and one thing only this morning. And that is his worthiness. I'm telling you this morning that our God is worthy. He is worthy. The Bible says that he is so worthy of worship that he has full-time worshipers. Ah, uh, uh, worshipers whose only job and only ministry, uh, oh, and their only reason for being is to worship nonstop, 24-7, day and night, night and day. They, they, never, they never cease, they never break, oh, they never take a breath constantly, consistently, consecutively, over and over and over and over they cry out, holy, holy, holy Lord God, who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy Lord God, who was and is is and is to come. You are worthy, O Lord, they cry out. You're worthy to receive glory. You're worthy to receive honor. You're worthy to receive power. Oh, listen, friend, we are worshiping Him today not because of what He does, but we are worshiping Him today because He is worthy. Give Him a shout of praise and worship in His house today. Talking about true worship today. Jesus used the term true worshipers. If there are true worshipers, then that must mean that there are false worshipers. That must mean there are some deceived worshipers. There must be some make-believe worshipers. There must be some wannabe worshipers. Giving you three things about true worship. Number one, it's more than just emotion. Number two, it's motivated by his worthiness. And the third thing we need to know about true worship today is it's monitored by God. Amen. True worship is monitored by God. What do I mean it's monitored by God? Let me suggest three things this morning. Number one, he recognizes faulty worship. Second Chronicles chapter 6 and verse 30 says, For God alone... For God alone knows what's in the heart of man. Matthew 15 and 8, Jesus said, These people draw near to me with their mouth 
and they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. People come to church every single Sunday. Oh, oh, they raise their hands. Oh, they sing the songs. Oh, they might even shed a few tears. And outwardly they appear to be worshiping. Oh, oh, they might even be known as that great worshiper. But inside, deep within their heart, they harbor bitterness or envy or lust or anger or greed or, 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 or. First Samuel chapter 16 and verse 7, The Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Amen. True worship is monitored by God. And He recognizes faulty worship. And He knows, he knows if our worship is genuine or if it's just for show. He knows whether or not we really mean the words that we are singing. And to be quite honest with you, I have a problem with some of the worship songs that we sing sometimes. Oh, don't get me wrong. The, the words are beautiful. Oh, oh, but some of the songs make liars out of us. We sing songs like, I surrender all. We're willing to sing, I all to Jesus, I surrender all. We sing, I surrender all. But we're not even willing to give him a tenth. I'm not a songwriter, but I like to rewrite some songs. I surrender half. I surrender half. I surrender a third. <laughs> Hello? Amen. We sing songs like, You're all I want. You're all I ever needed. You're all I want. Right? Some of you sing it better, but we sing it. <laughs> we sing, you're all I want. You're all I ever needed. And then we complain 
when we don't get something that we want. We don't get God to do something we think He ought to do for us. I'm going to have to take my worship leader to, to a, 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 a meal this week to, just so he can get over this message. Amen. <laughs> Even today we sung. I wrote it down. We sung. There is no one beside you. You alone are enough. And then we grumble and complain because we don't have a significant other in our life. Talk about true worship today. True worship is more than some worship experience that some professional worship team can put together for us. Amen. It's after everything is stripped down and we stand naked between us and God. Can we still worship Him? We don't have to get worked up into worship. True worship is monitored by God. It's He recognizes faulty worship. And He rejects unholy worship. Psalm 96 and 9. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Now there's a word you don't hear much about in the Modern, sophisticated, contemporary church. Holiness! First Peter 1 and 16 says, Be holy, for I am holy. First Timothy 2 and 8 says, In every place of worship I want men to pray with holy hands lifted to God. But let me ask you this morning, where have your hands been this week that you just lifted up to God in worship just a few moments ago? Where have those hands been? Amen. Were they wrapped around the bottle? Were they typing in a website to pornography? God said, I want people to lift up holy hands to God. Where have your hands been this week? Have they been holding hands with the devil? Just a few moments ago, you lifted up your hands. You lifted up your hands. But I ask you this morning, were they holy hands? Were they undefiled hands? Were they sanctified hands? Were they pure hands that you lifted up? John 9 and 31 says, Now we know that God does not hear sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, understand that. If anyone is a worshiper of God and, say and. And means those two go together, right? 
What's that called? Is that a conjunction? I thought it was, but I wasn't willing to say it because I'm not. That's a conjunction, folks. Don't you know it? But if anyone is a worshiper of God and, and is a conjunction and means what was said before and what is said after goes together like a sandwich. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he receives him. Friend, do not fool yourself into believing that you can run with the world and walk with God at the same time. Hear me this morning, church. You cannot two-time God. Hear me this morning, church. God will not allow you to have a mistress. He will not be married to you and allow you to have an affair with the world. Second Corinthians 6 and 17 says, come out from among the world. Separate yourself from the world and do not touch its filthy things. And, remember, and is a what? It's a conjunction. And what, God? I welcome you. Come out from among the world. Separate yourself from the world. Do not touch its filthy things. If you do that, and God says, if you do that, I will welcome you. Oh, listen, listen, listen. Do not fool yourself into believing oh, that you can walk on both sides of the fence at the same time. Do not fool yourself into believing that just because you felt some kind of emotion in the worship time, oh, that you're okay spiritually, even though you know you got sin in your life. Because the Bible says that God rejects unholy worship. 1 John 1 and 6. John says if we say we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie. And we do not practice the truth. You see, it's not what we say, and it's not what we sing. It's how we walk and how we live. 1 John 2 and 15, do not love the world or the things of the world. If anybody loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Oh, let me say it one more time this morning. God will not allow you to be married to him and have an affair with the world at the same time. Worship team, go ahead and get in place this morning. I don't know where to bring you up. I'll bring you up right now, quickly and quietly. Today we're talking about true worship. It's monitored by God Himself. He recognizes faulty worship and He rejects unholy worship. 
Jesus said it like this. Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Only he who does the will of my Father. See, one day I'm going to stand before God. And I'm going to have to give an account of my personal life and my public ministry. And I can't even imagine people who sat on my chairs in my church for years and yet when the time came, they went to hell, not to heaven. If you go to hell, I'm not going to make it very easy for you. If you go to hell, you're going to go to hell with your eyes wide open. You're going to go to hell knowing the truth, but rejecting. I'm absolutely overwhelmed in my heart and in my spirit today that people come into this church and because, because the praise and the worship is so outstanding and the atmosphere is so electrifying and because they somehow participate and somehow they have that little twinge of emotion they think, I must be okay. Saved or lost based on emotion. You're saved or lost based upon what you do with your knowledge of what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross. If you put your faith, your trust, and your confidence in what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross... You're saved. But do you feel saved or don't? And let me just throw this in. Ladies, you feel a whole lot more than us men do. And don't think that we're not spiritual because we don't cry when you cry and we don't get all emotional when you get all emotional. You are an emotional being. That's the way God made you. That's not the way God made us. And men, we have emotions and God touches those emotions sometimes, but you have to get through a whole lot of crud to get there. So don't think that you're saved huh? just because you feel something. Don't think you're not saved just because you don't feel something. Know that you're saved because of what you did with what Jesus did for you on the cross. Amen. It's monitored by God himself. He recognizes faulty worship. He, re- he rejects unholy worship. He recognizes faulty worship. He rejects unholy worship. All right, Pastor. <laughs> Should be done already. <laughs> Come on, Pastor. Don't you have anything positive? 
Don't you have anything positive for us today? Yes, I do. He responds to authentic worship. Psalm 22 and 3 says he inhabits or he dwells or he takes up residence in the praise of his people. Here's the good news this morning and the good news is you can be as close to God as you want to be. You can be as close to God as you want to be. Oh, authentic worship that comes from a pure heart, amen, will draw you near to God. Isaiah 61 and 3 says he gives the garment of praise for the spirit of despair. Oh, listen, friend, true, authentic, heartfelt worship will lift your spirits. Oh, it will help you overcome depression. It will help you overcome any attack of the enemy. James 4 and 8 says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. And one of the ways to draw nigh to God is through authentic, heartfelt worship. I'm telling you that worship is monitored by God. Yes, he recognizes faulty worship. Yes, he rejects unholy worship. But also, also he responds. He responds. He responds to authentic worship. I'm telling you this morning that if you'll begin to worship him, amen, if you will strip everything else away and just get alone one-on-one with God, and begin to worship and praise and magnify his name. God will come near. You can be as close to him as you want to be. Stand and give him praise and glory in his house today. Your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed today. Let me ask you this morning have you been guilty of faulty worship faulty worship is worship that is motivated by anything other than worshiping him because of who he is we worship him because he is worthy of worship Have you been guilty of unholy worship? You've tried to walk on both sides of the fence. You're trying to hold hands with God and hold hands with the world at the same time. God says to lift up holy hands in the sanctuary and give Him praise. But where have those hands been all week long? Have you been fooled into believing that because you feel some emotion in the worship experience, even though you have sin in your life, you think you're okay because because you, you, you have felt something? On the other hand, are you convinced that, that God has forsaken you and has left you and you're no longer saved because, because you haven't felt Him? If you're here this morning and any of these things that I've said or something else has tugged upon your heart this morning, I want you to run down here this morning to the front. Get down here really quick right now. Anything that I've just said or said through the message has tugged and touched your heart, you get down here this morning.
Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Keep coming, keep coming. Get out here. If you need to come clean with God in some area, get out here. else move in this morning. Come on in, everybody. Come on in. God, I just pray for these that are here today. Lord, I don't know what they came from. I don't know what's going on in their heart. I don't know what's going on in their life. God, you do. And God, I pray, Lord, that they will they will leave here changed today. God, they will leave here. God, I pray they'll have more than just some worship experience this morning. God, I pray they'll have more than just some emotional t- twinge or tingle or some emotional experience today, but God, they'll get one-on-one with you, God. They'll, they'll strip themselves naked and come clean with you, God. Come before your presence, God. God, thank you for an incredible, unbelievable worship leader, worship team. We are so blessed, and I understand that, and I, I, and I appreciate it, but oh, God, it's more than that, God. It's more than that. God, let us, Lord, truly worship you, truly worship you. Truly worship you. Take us to a new level. Take us to a new dimension. Take us to a new place, God. Take us to a new level. Take us to a new place. An authentic, genuine, genuine, heartfelt, pure, holy, righteous worship. Thank you, Lord.